Hello, you're listening to episode 8 of the Roasting Room Soundboard Podcast, hosted by Jordan Ross, Todd Cowart, and Trevor Harden. In this episode, we meet Mike Savino of Tall Tall Trees, discuss Hannah Wickland of Steppin' Stones, get excited about Kim Ritchie's show, and reminisce about the week prior, all while sampling a fine Colonel E.H. Taylor straight rye. Let's begin. Welcome, everyone, to the Roasting Room Soundboard Podcast. I am Jordan Ross. I'm Todd Cowart. I'm Trevor Harden. Lovely to see you back here. And we are the... Sorry, I just, it just yes. felt like we should do that. Team! Go team! <laughs> I think we're supposed to rehearse that. There's the three amigos. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know where we're headed with we'll that. We'll get to that point. Okay, one day. Okay. Hey, guys. Exciting week. For a number of reasons. First reason, and I'm going to get this out right away, is Gabe Dixon's coming back. Oh, Lord. One of the greats. One of the greats. Yep. He's a legend already in the Gabe Dixon's coming back November 25th. Uh, tickets will go on sale probably 90 days before, which will be, uh, what, August, September, something like that. Is this his third trip? This is. We're already plugging November, late November. Yeah, this is the week, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, which yeah. I know there are people out there that will say, but it's the, it's, the champ, it's the game, the big game is on that day. What game? What game exactly. is that? Well, that's because exactly. we're musicians. We don't no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> so, skip the big game. Come and see Gabe Dixon, November 25th. That's going to be great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another big reason we are psyched about this week is Tall Tall Trees is coming on Friday. Mike Savino is coming. And Stepping Stones are coming on Saturday night. What a weekend. That is My a weekend. goodness. Tickets are flying off the shelves. Just today, I've sold almost 20 tickets to Stepping Stones. Just today. I believe it. People are waking up to the idea that they're coming. Yeah, well, they're here. And 68 have already been sold. Goodness. Yeah. I better buy one. We're going we're gonna to take these, these front tables out, and we're going to scoot these, these big tables a little further forward and leave them more of an open area in the back. We're going to we're gonna try to do 100 in here. Hundo. Yep, for stepping stones. Good. We can do it. And that's, we, a, that's a lot of rock. You bet. But that's only, that's only 30 more tickets left. Yeah. It's hard to believe. It's, it's not, Tuesday. That's great. That's great. So that's happening. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But first, we talked to uh, Mike Savino, who is Tall Tall Trees, um, via phone interview. So let's go ahead and roll that interview. So we are here with Mike Savino of Tall Tall Trees. Hey, Mike. What's up? How you doing? Great, man. Yeah, that's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Sure. So you're coming here this Friday night. Uh, you have sure got, you've got quite a story with your setup. Could you could you tell the people what you're going to be bringing to the roasting room on Friday night? Um, well, um, for this particular tour, I'm uh, well. You know, I bring my I have a my banjo and my my pedal board, which is um, you know kind of we call it the uh, the Banjotron Five Thousand. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a very elaborate banjo setup um, with lights in it. I'm told it does have it does light up uh, mostly because I have this amazing artist J C Wheaton who makes these banjo heads for me huh. with this uh, beautiful elaborate art on it. And um, you know, the first one he made for me a few years back, maybe even five years back now, um, was so beautiful, but you couldn't really see it on stage, so I decided to put some lights behind it so you could see it. And now it's uh-huh. like a, kind of become a whole thing. But but yeah, so I have nice. a brand new head that he made for me for this um, new record and new tour. So it will be the first first showing of the brand new Bajatron head. Wow! Um, well, now yeah. we feel special. Unveiling. <laughs> yeah, until it you know it's funny. We were talking on the on the phone the other day, me and, and JC, and uh, you know because of the nature of the banjo and you know my hands on it and sweat and 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 all and time just kind of erodes the artwork kind of like those you know those zen buddhist paint uh the sand painters you know oh, the guys yeah. that they sit in a circle and they make these beautiful you know sand paintings and then only to be blown away you know, it's quite beautiful that is beautiful dust so, to dust, man. how how <laughs> how long does it take for you to go through a banjo head because you, um, you well, if I don't break it, I mean, they, they'll last for a while. You know, I've done my share of breaking them. Because you um, don't play the banjo in a normal way. No. I do, 
but I also play it in non-normal ways as well. Um, yeah, I've been touring solo, um, doing like kind of like a one-man solo act. Um, as Tall, Tall Tall Trees used to be a band with um, mm-hmm. drums and bass and guitar and piano and stuff like that. But um, as I found the econ- economics of touring to be quite difficult, especially when you have a band of really great professional musicians, it's uh, it's pretty tough to get out there and make a living from um, you know from the get go. So I started working on this one man kind of loop based show, and that's what I had been doing. I've been doing it for you know the past five years or so, pretty pretty steadily and. Uh, you know, a lot has evolved out of that. So yeah, I've been playing drums on the banjo. I do a lot of processing. I I, I have my pedal board set up like a synthesizer, so I can just kind of play one note and make a whole you know creation out of out of it. You know, and I do also a lot of like like found sound sampling, and I use a lot of laser guns and weird toys and stuff. I don't know. I'm just kind of you know <laughs> always searching on for yeah, new ways incredible. to make sounds and sample them and turn them into songs somehow so as far as the but, song, yeah as, as far as the songs themselves who who are some of the influences you grew up with uh, that gave you kind of the the style or the vibe of your music yeah i mean that i grew up with I, man it's been you know there's uh, i've you know i'm 41 years old nowadays and yeah i mean the the amount of music that i've been through um you know since i'm a kid but i was just a music junkie as soon as i really discovered it you know i had a fisher price tape player and i had all my michael jackson records and i just used to walk around the house and that you know i mean over the years i've been into metal you know i'm a big iron maiden fan and i I love metallica and kind of stuff like that and then you know after that i somehow got into like you know jam band music and grunge and all this stuff and you know but that led me to jazz and eventually world music. I got I had a huge phase listening to Brazilian and African gypsy music and stuff cool. like that. But, but I mean, songwriters have been all across the board. You know, I mean, now the days when I look back and I think about songwriters, I, I think about Harry Nilsson. I think about, um, you know, John Lennon. I think. Um, I don't know, man. The list just goes on and on. So I everyone, just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just absorb everything that, yep. that you know, and hopefully turn it into you know something new, you know, yeah. for me. But you know, I mean, there's always all the all the greats, and you know. But <laughs> who's your friend, Trevor? Calm down. That's, that's my. <laughs> that is our hundred and fifteen pound. Drummer. Shepherd That's your husky. drummer. You're going to bring him with you? <laughs> I believe that sounds like Chief. Is that Chief? That's Chief, man. He's a, he's, he's a big star on my Instagram feed. Um, he hates just, podcasts. Hates them. He's, a bit, he's anti-podcast, which I don't uh, understand. You know. well, but, um, Chief will change his you know, mind eventually. Yeah, he's also anti-thunder. No, uh, thunder. So I think that's what we're dealing with here. More polarizing than podcasts, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I saw I saw some of your rig, and um, I just I'm really looking forward to the show, man. I just I I, I looped quite a bit for a long time, um, and uh, yeah, oh, cool. you, you do it really well, man. It's it's always fun to watch, and it's fun to see how how different people approach, you know, how the, mm-hmm. how they build it, and and uh, it looked really really musical and and uh, interesting the way that you approach it. So, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, like. Like I was saying before, I mean, when I just started touring solo, looping became kind of a necessity because I I didn't really want to be like the dude with the acoustic banjo singing folk songs or something. Although I love that, you know, I just wanted to do more just because I, I, I hear more and, you know, I, I want to be able to do it live. So, but, um, yeah, I, 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 initially I used a loop pedal when it first came out just for writing and kind of throwing down ideas real quick and seeing what i could make of it but now it's become a quite a a big part of what i do as far as how i think about arrangements and and music and stuff but yeah i mean on this tour and the previous couple tours i've I've, uh, started touring with a drummer um which has been really fun um but you know, it's also a, a new set of challenges because I have a lot of these songs that are that have loop-based 
things and none of it's pre-recorded none of it's have you know it's not it's not a perfect science you know i mean you can get really good at it but no matter what you do sometimes it's going to turn out to be some bulgarian 11 6 you know groove <laughs> or something you know where it's like you know if your drummer is not good and he, you know uh you know you, you have a problem and if if we can't hear the loop also you know can be a problem you know yeah but um, the other thing threw, i'm sorry go ahead yeah but you know so that's that's the the different set of challenges that we've done but otherwise i mean it's really fun to have someone else to play with and and feed off of and have energy going back and forth so um yeah yeah and the drummer can really um i mean not that looping is sterile but there's something Mm -hmm. about having a drummer breathe some sort of life into a loop with live percussion that really just wakes it up in a whole different way that's really cool yeah i mean i think that's that's just been a lot of fun for me i mean for me it was really novel for to play drums you know on the banjo and like you know, I'll make drum loops and kind of use them as kind of the backbone of my songs. But, mm-hmm. you know, in essence, it is just like going to be, you know, a one or two bar loop or something like that, which to me, it's it's fun. It sounds good, but it's going to get monotonous, you know, after a while having a drummer, you know, kind of, like you said, breathes life into it, gives it some sort of, you know, oscillation, gives it totally. some ebb and flow energy wise, which is really nice to have so yeah I'm, I'm pretty psyched to to be you know bringing him along right so yeah he'll be he'll be coming with you starting this friday and for the next seven weeks yeah we're doing this tour yeah we're we're um yeah we'll be i guess about six weeks and then we're gonna go back to europe for another month um and play over there for a little while but yeah so he's gonna be touring with me for the rest of the year pretty much until december and I'm going to take a long and well-needed <laughs> uh, break. You know? Yeah, man. You, it doesn't look like you've really slowed down at all. Um, no. Um, no, I mean, I love to play. I love to tour and stuff. And, you know, I'm really trying to I, – I used to just tour constantly and, uh, you know, because it's how I make my living. And, and you know, selling records – is good and some tv licensing stuff can help but still it's like the money that artists are making is is on the road these days you know so definitely and we're more we're better for it really well yeah especially the roasting room it gives us plenty of people to to book to bring in the room we're we're psyched that you're coming residuals are cool too though well sure (laughs) sure you know but originality Mm -hmm. is what we preach here um because we're we're in a town that that has lots and lots of, of, of smaller venues that, that will do the the guy that will um, sit and play the acoustic guitar and, and sing, you know, mm-hmm. songs. But And, man, don't get me wrong. There's nothing. I love that. I mean, oh, I sure. Listen to, I could listen to some, you know, some people do that all day. I just like, you know, for me, I just, I just was, um, I just wanted to go. I've always been an experimenter when it comes to instruments and music and, just trying to coax out different sounds or things that have never been done before. So Right. And all three of us sitting at this table are all musicians that do that as their day job. Um, But we we do definitely um, really, you know, preach originality here, and we're so psyched that that you are bringing what you do, which is absolutely, I mean, absolutely original. Mm -hmm. Like, I've I've not seen anything like it, heard anything like it. I mean, I I listened to your EP on the way over, um, the one from 2014 that's got picture mm-hmm. picture on it and it's got say something mm-hmm. real and say something real like the, the the meter in that song is just it it's really great I was just really oh, thanks I man. love it I'm really psyched about your show yeah. and for the townspeople to come to come out and listen to it I think they will they will have a new perspective on the banjo definitely well I, I, I'm glad thanks for bringing me um, yeah I've, it's, it's uh, I've actually never been to Bluffton South Carolina so we're looking forward to uh, seeing what it's like. It's, and it's the first day of our 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 forty day tour, so you know we're going nice. to be fresh. Yeah. Nice. It's going to be a good place to. It's a good jumping off point because um, at th- this room is is an intimate venue. Uh, there's only seventy five yeah. seats, so it's it's tiny. But uh, the people that are here will definitely be locked in um, to what you're doing. So we're really psyched to have you. Cool, and, man. Uh, thanks well, again, Mike. Man, we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk more when we see you on Friday. All right. Well, sounds good. 
All right, man. Have a safe Thank you, fellas. Yeah, thanks for having me. And yeah, uh, thanks. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Mike. Really psyched about nice that. Nice dude, man. What a nice vibe. You know? Yeah. Super cool. And what a unique uh, thing that he's doing. Totally. I mean, it's, it's very cool. You're not going to see anything like that ever again, probably. No, he uses, he uses, he uses a bow. He bows the, the banjo. He smacks it with a map. It's a like, banbo. It's a banbo. <laughs> it's a banbo. <laughs> Sorry. He does all it's kinds of craziness. Joke. He takes a banjo. Well, I mean, if you read his bio on his website, talltalltrees.com, uh, right? Yeah, I believe so. Talltalltrees.com. <laughs> I can check on that. Yeah, you you were you queuing Trevor to say dot .com? Dot .com. It is talltalltrees.com. Okay. He also has a band camp at talltalltrees.bandcamp.com. Which you can buy all of his merch there as well. Nice. Mm. Including his, his newest release. Anyway, we're getting off the topic already. Yeah, uh, his bio went through um, kind of the reason why he picked the banjo, which I think is, is versatile. It is a drum, really. It's a drum mm-hmm. head. It is a drum. So he can do all kinds of craziness with it. And he, he spoke into his rig That's he makes it sound like a synthesizer. He does all kinds of drumming and, again, bowing. And he uses it as a bass. And, and he has 45 pedals to step on. He has several Several pedals. That might be an over Forty-five. Yeah, it might be. But there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Hey guys, let's have a listen to Tall Tall Trees. Let's listen to his track "Picture Picture" off of uh, the seasonal EP in 2014. So if you loved Zach Deputy for the reason that he loops like a crazy man, you will love Tall Tall Trees. He's another looper. Yep, another looper yeah. one. He but will also, have, he will have the, a drummer with him. The great songs on top of all those loops. Absolutely. That's right. It, uh, the looping is just a vehicle for, right. you know, whatever. What he builds on top what, of What you build, yeah. right. Yeah, but his music is, it could stand alone without looping if you wanted it to. But man, it just makes it awesome. Which is the coffee table test or whatever you call it. It's got to pass that, right? Mm. The, and it, I'm sure it, it passes. It passes the flying colors. Totally. Yeah. He did an Audio Tree live album as well. I think that's the maybe one of the most, the more recent albums that he did. He did a, a couple of them were on YouTube, which is how I originally saw him was that Audio Tree session that he did with a drummer. It's YouTube.com. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, dot com, man. <laughs> Trevor.com. <laughs> Trevor, <laughs> Trevor.com. Don't go there. Backslash mystic. Yes. Go. Anyway, his music was broken down to just what he does on a live setting because his full records are full band sounds. Mm-hmm. They do. He's got a drummer. He's got bass. He's got all kinds of stuff going. But you can watch him um, on the Audio Tree live session just doing what he does, and it's super duper. Yeah, super duper. So you can get a little preview and then come on over and check it out. Yep. Happening in real time. Right. And we've sold 38 tickets. So half the room is already sold. So heads up. That's great. Yeah. It's it could be a back-to-back sold out weekend. That would be really great. That would be great, man. That'd, That'd be, be great for the artist and great for us too. Yeah. So make it happen, folks. Mm-hmm. We're counting on you come podcast on listeners. All of you podcast, five of you. Maybe 10. We don't know. We're going to get analytics. When's that happening, Jordan? Do you know? Man, that's up to Apple. Apple's still... Yeah, it's super weird because we we don't know if people listen to it, but we also get feedback in random places from random people that we don't expect to necessarily listen to it. So some people are listening to this. That's true. We could call them out by name, but that'd be a little weird. (laughs) That would be weird, yeah. But there is one way, an ironclad way, that you could help us. On your podcast app, you can rate and you can put five stars on this podcast. That we know we can track. That's true. I'd say it's more like a four. Well, it's four and a half, maybe. Give it, give it th- whatever you think. I mean, above three. I mean, we're not here to tell you what to rate it. That's right. Five is but great. I'm gonna, I think five would be the, the right way to go. Mm-hmm. If we were an Uber driver, 
We'd be. Uh, a we, we'd probably five. be about. I don't know. That'd probably be like some dirty socks on our back. <laughs> there might <laughs> be you. <laughs> Maybe me. Be more like an Uber with like an EW kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice Uber. I like that. Thanks. That's good. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's how you can. That's how we can tell how many people are, are listening. Hey, Step and Stones are coming on Saturday night. Who is that? You say. Who is that? Oh, I know. Do you know Trevor? He knows. I know. We all know. This is Bluffton, South Carolina. You can't live in Bluffton, South Carolina and not know about the Stepping Stones. You've probably seen a, at least a portion of the Stepping Stones somewhere that you've eaten dinner or at a concert. Man, we or. could. I, th- I wish I knew her history better than just off the cuff. But, I mean, I remember seeing Hannah at Wingfest when she was, I don't know. 12? I mean, it's very possible. I mean, she oh, yeah. was teeny. She was just a she kid. Was 10. She was when, a kid. When, they, when she started out in the same clubs as we're all playing. Yeah. But the thing, you know, it, it was, I mean, of course, there's always like the youth obsession and people love young people. And there were, of course, when you're that young. But the thing about Hannah is she's just a real musician. And she's always been on this, this path that she happened to be really young, and so she got a lot of notoriety. But she ha- also happened to be really good too. Right. <laughs> so oh yeah, it was it. Was, it's and we're now way past that like childhood phase. Yeah, she's thing, a, so she's we're just, just legit, we're just a yeah. legit musician, yeah. right? Which yeah. she's. I mean, she opened up for Marshall Tucker, and then was invited onto the stage with them, which doesn't Killing happen it. ever, really. Killing it, Killing right. it. Yeah, she yeah. saved me a couple times. I remember there was one gig, specifically where I had laryngitis and she was playing in cl- at, at, at a stage, right? <laughs> and I was like, I can't talk. She's all of 16 years old, n- maybe. You and gave her your mic, huh? It, no, she came over and set up a mic at my gig, and this was like a Memorial Day weekend or something, and just saved my gig. And this 16-year-old is just running, running my gig, man. Just right. ran it and just yep. cr- killed it. She, yep. She's just a, such a pro, man. Because at 16, she was a pro. She was a pro. She was she, playing longer than... That's right. Most. She knew how to run a gig. She knew yeah. h- how to put tunes together and how to work a crowd. I mean, she she had it so early. It was it's really cool. Yeah. The last time that they gigged um, pretty regularly was two years ago. They played Tiki Hut every Wednesday night, and I played the Wednesday afternoon gig. So I would see them coming in as I would be finishing up. They'd all come in every Got week. It. So that was kind of cool. That was kind of the first time that I was able to talk to Hannah outside of just hey. So it was it was nice, and she's. So yeah. cool, yeah. She's, she's great. I was, and she has sold really well so far. We've sold 68 tickets to this. I was, um, my wife runs these crazy races. She like does these ultras or whatever. And we were in somewhere, nowhere Kentucky. Like it was some trail run in the Appalachian Mountains. And there was a poster at, I don't know what the college is, something, something, anyway. Appalachian it, State. It, no, no, no. It was way in the hills. And it was... Um, Stepping Stones with Joe Robinson, and I, the guy like, that's coming September thirtieth. You have Joe Robinson coming? Yes. What, dude? I'm crazy about that. I didn't know that. Yep, you're coming. I didn't know that. September thirtieth. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. Well, I, I'm blown away by that for sure. Mm-hmm. But I was blown away, guys. I feel like we just had a moment. We did have a moment. Yeah. I was I was blown away. He, he reached out and like yeah. I was blown away that she was playing with Joe Robinson because for me she's like local and Joe Robinson is was big time. But then it was like, oh my gosh, she's she's on a very different level now. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. You, did, you didn't know that Joe Robinson's. Coming. I didn't know that. No, I did not know that. Oh my gosh! Well, look at the website sometime. Well, I do every once in a while, but I, <laughs> well, I don't, scroll I don't down, scroll typically down go to, to September. <laughs> scroll down to the end of September. This yeah, place books so far. Wow, that's going to be incredible. Yeah. If you don't uh, know only Joe, $25 ticket. Joe okay. Robinson is like Tommy Manuel, kind of amazing virtuoso guitar player. That oh man, that's going to be a sh- that's going to yeah. be a show. That is going to be a show, and he can sing his. He can, and guess what? Tickets are already selling for that. I, well, give me one of those too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. That was a segue. So far, we've hit Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're moving on. Yeah. So anyway. back to Hannah. Yeah. Can't wait for her. So she's bringing her whole band. Three-piece. Three-piece. She's only right. ever played with three-piece. That's piece, her thing. That's Power trio. That's the hardest way to do it when you're a rocker, and that's the best way if you can oh. pull it off. Mm. It awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Hometown proud. Hometown proud. Local legend. Sure. Yeah. And born and bred. Just the whole yeah. thing. This is Luke Mitchell's sister. That's yeah. the other weird part. That's, Which is weird. Yeah, that's it's just in the blood. Yeah. Because, yeah, 
those those two are on totally different. Like I, I don't. I feel like stylistically they are. They're different, Pete. Very, but a, very, a different. very parallel traje- trajectory, though. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Right. But yeah, she she really gravitated towards the harder edged. The she wants to be a rock and roller, and he's like, I'm going to be a lot more of a jammy type of folky Americana type guy. Songwriter, right? Yeah. yeah. And you got to love her hair. You got to love oh, totally. her hair. Yeah, that's, she sells it. That's that's her thing, man. That's the Stepping Stones. Dot com. There it is, Trevor. Well, Thanks, Trev. way to be, Trevor. They, uh, that's there's no G in that. Stepping. Yeah, check them out online and, and listen to their stuff on Spotify. Did they have a new record out right now, or are they the, the newest it? one that I know of? Is the one that she did with the the original trio. I, ha- I have that in my car. It's yeah, weird. yeah, me too. It's, it's weird the way that works with CDs and cars. Like, totally, just, well, it's where they live. It's where they live. They just yeah. they live there. Yeah, that's what I tell people when I used to hand CDs out to people. I said, "Let me live in your car." Yep. Here, boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, they're making their way through Georgia right now. So they're in Atlanta and then Macon and then here on Saturday night. Boom. Should be a great show. Who are they playing with, did it say? Uh, it does not say. <clears throat> but then they scoot on out of here and go as far as Anaheim, West Hollywood, California. So they're they're booking it Dude. all over these great United States, probably not Alaska or Hawaii. Maybe not. But you never know. I just uh, felt like... She kind of reminds me of... Um, you know Tal Wickenfield? I think that's how you say her last name. All these people are just people on the internet to me, so I just read their names. I don't really know. <laughs> but she's just a phenomenal bass player, but she kind of has a very similar vibe on stage and also very similar hair. <laughs> I wonder if but those she, two could get together. Uh, I mean, Tal's... Tal's uh, she's she's like homies with Jackson Brown. She runs in, in super cool circles nice. out there, and I could see her. Are they in, I mean, different peer groups? I mean, how much older is she? I would say Tal is maybe a couple years older than Hannah, but oh, I, really? I, I could see them being homies. I just I just made that whole, like, rock star family in my brain Done. and put them together. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No, good. Let's hope it all works out for them. <clears throat> Trevor's making faces with his. I'm, I'm doing math. He's uh, uh, seven. Seven. Seven's no, more than four. No, Tal's more like uh, thirty. Oh, is she? Yeah, oh, is thirty-one. She? Is she okay? Yeah. yeah, she's been doing it for a long well, time. She's out. Find somebody else. Ten years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> thirty, you're done yeah, in this business. Yeah, you just, well, you're not allowed years to play with people who are, a who are like, older. ten years younger, like yeah. Jackson Brown, for instance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be able, even be able to come back. I don't know if we're going to be able to afford to have them come back the next time. This might be a one and done. I really do think so. It Unless it's going to be like some kind of homecoming thing. We we don't have a big enough room for as big as they're going to be. You can say that you saw her win. This might be your only chance. Hey, what are we drinking? What are we? Who picked this? I don't know. Did I pick it or I did think you, you pick picked it? it. I don't know. We're Do drinking. We have, where's that bottle? Do we even have it? I got the information right here. Let it rip. We should keep the bottle here just in case. That's true. <laughs> just in case. In case we need to read it. No, for reading purposes, uh, mostly. Oh, oh yeah. Well, we also have this big thing called the internet <laughs> next yeah, well, to Trevor. I don't trust it. Uh, anywho, yeah, we have an E.H. Taylor Jr. collection, and this is the E.H. Taylor Jr. straight rye. A straight rye. It's Colonel. What? Isn't he Colonel? Colonel he is Colonel. 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 Disrespect the Colonel, man. Come on. The Colonel. I, it's I, not Mr. Yes, it's not Mr. That's right. Um, but this is a straight rye, which as far as I can tell, means that it um, it is just rye and malted, malted barley and no corn, which it seems to be even normal ryes normally have corn in it. Okay. It, I, I personally enjoy this part of the podcast immensely <laughs> because we just laugh when them. we fumble through <laughs> lis- uh, uh, whiskey literacy is my oh yeah <laughs> I look we have to this. absolutely no oh, idea because what this we're has corn about. you see and the corn is yeah. rye makes so it it's, tasty so it's sort of like a scotch and well that's it, why we read it off the internet because then we are not responsible for any of the information all scotches are rye's but they're also bourbons and none of them are Jack Daniels one, <laughs> one, one day we're going to look back this and just laugh but we're going to laugh but this straight rye has an aroma full of dried fruit, black pepper, and a touch of fresh dill. I did not get the dill, but I got the black pepper. You never get the dill. <laughs> <laughs> What's the dill, Jordan? Now that you say it, <laughs> there it no. is. It said aroma. It didn't say taste. No, no, it's there. Is it? <laughs> I mean, the aroma is kind of like bug spray, maybe? <laughs> well, that's a selling, that's <laughs> yeah. a selling thing. You know, but there, there are, um, like, in the wine palette, 
with the tasting, have you ever, like, the, the adjectives that they can use to describe wine? I wouldn't be surprised if bug spray is not one of them. I mean, just they yeah. have some crazy, oh, sure. crazy words that they'll use that would otherwise be, I would think, turnoffs, defamation right. to the wine. But no, anyway. that, you I bug actually, spray? it depends on your. I quite yeah. enjoy the flavor of it. Me I can't too. smell a whole lot right now. Got it, a little bit of a yeah, thing. yeah. You got the ick, got the a little ick. bit. The summer ick. No, this is. I think it's great. I'm. It's great. So if someone wanted this one, let's go ahead and give it a uh, the, the the plug it deserves. A plus. Yes. I mean, it's on the third shelf. E.H. Taylor Jr. Straight Rye. It's, it's a delicious rye. If you're looking for it here on the third shelf, sort of on the left side of the third sure. shelf, and it's kind of a taller bottle, there are two, two Taylors that you'll see next to it, and it's E.H. Taylor, and the rye that we're drinking. It seems to be multiple Taylors. There's the, the bottom shelf Taylor, or not bottom, oh, yeah. middle shelf. There you middle go. Middle shelf Taylor. Third shelf Taylor, and then there's another Taylor on top. That bad, I bet that bad boy's got to be Guys, something. Guys, I think you mean Colonel Taylor. <coughs> Colonel Taylor. Sorry. Don't disrespect yeah, we're, yeah. Colonel. 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 <laughs> no. It's good. It's good. It's good. Drink it. With fried chicken from Colonel Sanders. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> that would actually be really nice. Yeah. Hey, now I'm looking at my phone now uh, to pull up the music from last weekend, but I am noticing a nice trend. Kim Ritchie, who's coming on the 11th, is starting to sell tickets, finally. Um, people have started to realize that Kim Ritchie is really, really something um, to seek out. Are we going to start talking about her now? It's two weeks out. Let's, let's mention it. I think we should. Let's I really do it. think we should. Kim Ritchie is the type of musician in, in the field where <clears throat> she has been heard on most of the Americana records from the past 15 years. She has, she has been in Jason Espel's records. She was the backing vocals for Southeastern, where he did Stockholm, all that other stuff. She was the backing vocals for that. She was the backing vocals for early Ryan Adams when he did um, on Heartbreaker. She sang the backing vocals for <laughs> Come Pick Me Up. She was the backing vocals for Wind and Wheel, all those iconic Ryan Adams songs. She wow. was the backing vocals for that. Um, Trisha Yearwood has used her music. Um, she sang with Trisha. Her new album that just came out has got a who's who of like My Morning Jacket, um, Jason Ispo, Wilco, all of those, the people that are involved with those people have worked on her record. Wow. In other words, she is she is the biggest name that you've you've never heard of. Perfect. She's really really something. Nice. And she's bringing a, she's bringing her band, four piece band with her. On August 11th, kimritchie.com. Boom. K I M R I C H E Y. She's the, she's the type of performer now that has that has been doing it for since since the she's been in Nashville since the early 90s being and you had some modest success on her own. What well, says right here? Two-time Grammy-nominated. That's not. That's go. more so than modest success. That's, she's that's success. she's known in the industry. But those those nominations, I'm not sure that they are necessarily for her for her own work. It might be in collaboration with the people that she's been with. Regardless, yeah, she's been on some things that she runs in deep, cool circle <laughs> circles. Man. Very deep, very cool. Yeah. And the and the cool people of today still use her her vocals are earthy. They are they got a bit of, of weathered to them. It's really something it's more of a she's she's not a golden voice starlet. Yeah. She's she has a cleaner voice than Lucinda Williams. But it's along that same vein of she was like a like lost highway type of of label type of sound. She's gritty, earthy. Yeah, I, I I've never heard her. I, I and I'm embarrassed that I don't know more about her. I should, but she her don't I, be embarrassed. It sort of sounds like you're describing like Nancy Griffith kind of Loretta Lynn kind of like the, those kind of people in, let, in her let me kind do of you a favor kind of world. But I'm gonna do some research on Miss <clears throat> Kim Ritchie. I can't. While wait. we're thinking about it, let's yeah. just look her up. Let's look her up. That's Kim, Kim Ritchie.com. <laughs> I'm going to look on Apple Music and see what oh, she's okay. got going on. Uh, there's a, a nice little, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, a reference quote uh, from some press. A press, yeah, a press clipping that has a nice um, description of her music as, 
Uh, Kim Ritchie would rule the charts in a land where Marshall Crenshaw was king, Amy Mann queen, and the Beatles never put out another record after Revolver. Darn. That's from Pop Matters, right? Popmatters.com. Yeah. Marshall Crenshaw. There's a name you don't hear very much anymore. I don't know who that is. Oh, come on. Someday, some way. You know that song? I'm out. Someday, I'm some way, maybe you'll understand me. Nothing. Todd, you're at least 10 years older than me. I am old. Which maybe means we can't play together. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Past that threshold. Someday, some way, Marshall Crenshaw, you don't know that I'm song? Out, man. Oh. I need to look it up, too. All right. Well, next time I see yeah. you when you're playing at your spot and I'm playing at mine and you walk over on your break, I'm going to play a Marshall Crenshaw tune. Good. There Do you go. that. Oh, I cheers. would love that. All right. We'll see how that goes. In the meantime, let's listen to, let's pull up Kim Ritchie. Let's listen to her. Let's do it. I'm going to play the first track off of Thorn in My Heart, um, which is... It sounds painful. Yeah. I think there might be songs about pain. I'm going to play the title track. Let's have a listen. Come to my house in the middle of the night are you looking for love? Are you looking to fight? Well, I should know better, but I'm not that smart. Are you always gonna be a thorn in my heart? Thorn in my heart, thorn in my heart. Are you always gonna be a thorn? That's what I'm talking about. Real nice. I mentioned during the song that she sounds like the female version of Jason Isbell. There's an age difference, but they still have the same kind of just easy breezy songwriting. It's just easy to, for them to do. Ageless. And it's just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That show's going to be fantastic. I'm telling you, tickets are, are, are starting to move on that. Man, we're plugging stuff. Well, this one's closest. This is only two weeks two out. Two weeks out. So not and only are you busy... We've got you covered November. We've got you covered. But this is two weeks out. So, mm-hmm. Listen, it's a $25 ticket for a reason. Yeah. There's a reason why that's a $25 ticket. We've talked about that a little bit. When you see a $25 ticket, it's somebody that's going to deserve it. Because that means it's not like, oh, we're going to make a lot of money. We're gonna No, it's because these are bigger names and they carry a higher bill. It it's, has nothing to do with... Anything other than that, it's just we're putting a higher quality, um, you know, somebody who, who has more more cred. We price here. our tickets based on what, what the artist costs us to bring in. And That's it. The way, the way that we do things like Kim Ritchie <clears throat> is we are going to bet. We're, we're, I'm making a bet that I'm going to sell just enough tickets to cover the cost of it. Like, and, and our margins are razor thin. Ah, promotion. It's a scary world. It man. is. But that's what we do here. <laughs> yeah. And we have to take those calculated risks. We d- when we first started this thing, we didn't know what that meant. We didn't know how to do it in a way that we could, we could see any kind of light at the end of the tunnel. It's we, a we, hard were just doing, we were just doing it and saying, we'll just worry about it later. But now we've, we've got to the point now where we, we know at least a framework of how to make it work. And that, that, kind, of, that kind of price is about as low as you're going to see for Kim Ritchie around period at a theater or anywhere. So it really, it really is something. Can't wait. So guys, last week we had pretty darn 
up in here on Friday with Mike Ferreira. And they had 74 people in the room. Brilliant. I was one of them. They were one away from the sellout. Mm, So close. I came in at the very last minute, so maybe I pushed them over the edge. What do you think? Maybe you did. Let's call it. They sold it out. Sold it out. Sold it out. (laughs) Kyle, you sold it out, bud. Well done. You did it. I'm really bummed I missed that show. I was able to pull um, a board recording out from from that show. And the one that I picked was a three-legged fox song, Kyle's other band. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it is so groovy, and it's just, I don't know, it's one of my favorites. So let's listen to Pretty Darn Let You Down. Did you think for a minute I would let you down? Did you think for a minute I would let you down? Did you think for a minute I would let you down? Don't think for a minute I will let you down I'll never let you down The energy of the room was unbelievable. Awesome. It was just, it was, it was an amazingly good vibe. I mean, people were dancing um, behind, you know, in between the bars and the tables. Mm-hmm. They, they had, I mean, it was just, it was, it was a rock and roll show, man. And, that's awesome. And there's no question in my mind that's the next local band. That's the next ones. If mm-hmm. you didn't see them here, I mean, they're going to be the next thing. There's n- just no question about it. No question about it. They're they're awesome. They're they're. they're I mean, he's. You can see. Like I've never seen Kyle perform other than that one gig I sat in at your church oh, really? when I was yeah. playing bass or whatever. Yeah. So I've never seen him live. Right. But he's just got a great stage presence. His voice is so good, man. It really is unique, yeah. and it it just cuts through the mix really well. Their harmonies were good. I mean, the, the the drummer was you know playing everything with his hands, and and he had a he he was it was just a great groove a great vibe and and those dudes are they're gonna continue to um just really grow their base here locally Definitely. and then and then watch out you know who knows where they're gonna yeah. go from. well i mean kyle has already and he talked about it he's when done he was it here he's done it before he he's done it with three-legged fox it's very clear that he knows what he's and doing and still does it with three-legged fox i mean they haven't played for a while but they released a new album and he's talking about tossing around the idea of a tour but he also set up some roots here and um if you follow him on instagram um, he just kind of christened his new studio, uh, Shelter Studio, where Whitley Deputy right now is with Zach Deputy, and they're doing a recording of Whitley's new project. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, he's already got legit clients coming in to do records. So the dude's kind of... He knows what he's I mean, doing. He's, he's, he knows what he's, he's doing. getting more local, but he's also a very talented musician and a great performer. Yep, and a nice guy too. So and a nice guy. That's what good. A, that's yep. that's good. That's important. Absolutely, it's, it's really important. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so they had a great show, and we'll call it a sellout. Saturday, we had Blake Rainey. Hey, we talked to him. We did. We did. It was our very first podcast phone interview. It went really well. It went great. Yeah, Blake was into it. Uh, he was into the room. He was into the vibe. Um, the people themselves. There were only. There were only 20, 25 people here. So it was a kind of a quiet Saturday. Mm-hmm. However, the people that were here were, well, they were thanking themselves that they came. But John Waits opened for them. And John Waits, his story is, it's, it's filled with, with tragedy and sadness, but still it's uplifting because he's still here. He's a survivor. I mean, I, I struggled with the idea of, of mixing his thing down and actually playing his banter because he told his whole story. But I do, uh, after, after I listened to it, I'm like, you know what? That was for the people that were there. For sure. The people that, that, that took it in context. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't put it just out of context. Um, but it was, it was some pretty deep stuff. 
and um, I, I I commend him for being able to to dig into the things that he dug into um, wow. with his story. It's really really something. But he he bore it all and played <clears throat> he played a couple of songs that he had had written but had not played with Waits and Co or with anyone. Um, and in fact, said I've never played this out in front of people, so this is kind of a new thing for me. Um, had to get a music stand because he never plays it, so he had to you know get the words. So that was really something. Really glad that I was there for that um, to see to see that happen. And from week to week, you just don't know. I mean, I, you don't you wouldn't have known by just by looking at a poster that that was going to happen that night, or mm-hmm. or just knowing that oh well, John, that guy sounds familiar, or I've. You just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it other than you just never know what what people ha- carry with them and what they are willing to divulge yeah. about themselves when they get on that stage. And that's why we're here, really, to give them the opportunity to do that. Something. Hmm. Anyway, Blake was this. Blake was was kind of the same way. He he did have he did divulge some things um, about himself um, deeper than you would normally. Just oh. Well, I'm, it's great to be here. Mm-hmm. Tour is fun. Um, from Atlanta, but he he played a song called "Dear Brother." Um, this is a really long song. It's about nine minutes on his record, which I s- very much recommend. I picked it up um, the night of, and I'm wearing it out. I have cool. played it a lot. You're talking about Blake. "Helicopter Rose" is the name of his record. I think it came out within the last couple of years. "Helicopter Rose." Look that up. Definitely, hundred percent. I am deeply digging that uh, record. Anyway, let's listen to just a bit of this track, "Dear Brother," which is the first track off of that record. But this is the live version with him and Aaron Mason, who was his guitarist at the time. Let's have a listen. There's a star I see up in the sky. And it's close in time So tonight We'll drink Blake Rainey was singing and picking and grinning on Saturday night. He's going to be—he's going to be back. He's from Atlanta; it's not far. And I'm going to talk him into perhaps bringing the entire the demons with him. Blake Rainey and his demons. That'd be cool. It would yeah. be. Helicopter Rose is a great album. I'm just absolutely <laughs> in love with it, and have told him as much. Yeah, last week we had. Oh yeah, we pretty had darn. we had pretty darn on Saturday. Blake Rainey. I'm sorry, on Friday and Blake Rainey on Saturday. Yep, all good shows. I'm totally. glad at least we could at least say we had some representation from the podcast crew uh, at both. There you at go. Both that's shows. right. Yeah. That's good. Right. That's good. Right. We have to always have a presence somewhere. Totally. Yeah, that's good. Trevor, what's your excuse? I, I do weddings. Ah, uh, the Saturdays. weddings. Yeah, Trevor is. I might be able to pop up Friday. You have we'll to be the most weddingest guy he around. He's the most weddingest guy. There's lots of weddings. Yeah. But, you know, Tommy Crenshaw is the guy that really Makes it pushes you to that. You guys are good. I don't, know. I, I don't know how you do it, man, but you do it the right way. That's for sure. I'm doing a lot it. Of I've, I've, done it, I've done it the wrong way my whole life, and you're doing it the right way. <laughs> it's, it's the right way to, to do it. Well, you, you do, do it with you're enthusiasm. You're doing it the right way, man. Yes, of course. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lucrative uh, path. It totally. is, yeah, that's good. So, friends, neighbors, fellow countrymen, tell your friends about Tall Tall Trees, Stepping Stones. You better get in here soon. Better get a ticket because it's they're not. They probably won't even have any at the door. I don't know. I just, I just don't think they will. And how's the seating map thing going? The booking online. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm telling you, gangbusters. That's great. Table reservations are the best thing we've done for this place. Let's, and for people who may have missed that previous episode, let's go ahead and just give them the quick Super the simple. You go on the website. You, you click the, 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 the show that you want to see. The, the, you're going you're gonna to see a picture of the band or the artist. You're going to see a little drop-down menu that says purchase tickets. 
or select. You know, your, select your ticket or whatever. Drop-down menu is going to give you a whole bunch of letters and numbers and all of the things. They correspond with the seating chart that's right below that. Now, I'm trying to keep up with it by putting little red dots on the ones that have already been purchased, but you, you all buy tickets so fast that I can't really keep up a lot of the time. But if, it, if, it, if you try to put something in your cart that is already sold, it will not let you. So You should talk to my it. wife. She can probably automate that <laughs> whole thing for you there. I would love that. That's kind of what she does. I'd love that. Anyway, all you got to do, just go online and look at the table. If you want to get a table, two tops, four tops, eight tops. You've got a, you got a group that you want to entertain in, a, in an intimate setting. This is the place for you. That's just like going to Ticketmaster or something. You get it to is. Look, pretty much. Look at the stadium, pick your seat. And that here's another thing that we do not do that they do. And I want to try to keep it like this. Yeah, we do not charge oh, any fees of uh, any kind. No taxes and no fees. You know what Ticketmaster charges? Billions and billions <laughs> and billions <laughs> and billions. If you go to, if you go to the Civic right. Center and you want to try to buy a ticket to Johnny Mercer, it's going to cost you nine extra dollars on top of that ticket just for... Fees. Hey, and if I went with my wife, that'd be eighteen dollars. Think about that. And if I went with my wife and another friend, you can't do it. You can't do it. Stop. Stop there. That's all you got. You got (laughs) eighteen. Matt's art. But we don't. We don't do that. The ticket price that you see is the ticket price you're going to pay. That's it. That's a crazy, crazy idea. It is crazy. It costs us money, but we we need to do that. We need to keep it like that. Get some tushes in these seats over here. Absolutely. It does. But it's working. It's great. So keep coming because and we're going to keep doing this. And and, and that's such an, a, a further incentive to go ahead and book it online in, in advance as opposed to just showing up at the door because you know exactly what you're going to get, not only from the music but from the venue as well. And exactly. it's an important it, – both are equally important parts of the whole equation. Yeah, it just kind of takes out all of the, the – how do we call it – the. The, the not nervousness, but the Instant, uh, dissonance of I'm just un- going to show up and hopefully things are there. You know, hopefully things everyone just kind of you know yeah. helps me out when I get there. No, hopefully people aren't that anxious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It take it takes all kinds. I was going to go, but I didn't know. Jevin, it takes all kinds. <laughs> wow, this is a shout out to Jevin. <laughs> I say that to Jevin all the time, and he oh. he gives me he gives me stuff for it. Anyways, friends, had a lot of fun with you tonight. I'm gonna wrap this up. This is the Roasting Room Soundboard Podcast. I am Jordan Ross. I'm Todd Cowart. I'm Trevor Harden. Keep clapping on the two and the four.